Sometimes life can feel like one big project, constantly trying to put the pieces together. What if I told you it's okay to be a mess? Life is a journey and we must transform ourselves into who we want to become. We start by knowing who we are and with the relentless pursuits of our passion and purpose. How did I do it? With a lot of help from my friends. And we'll talk about all of that right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Project. The truth is we all have dreams and aspirations, but we spend most of our time getting ready to, getting started, fixing to, just never quite getting there. Our dreams and aspirations don't get started because we don't have the desire to. Most oftentimes it is fear. And when we remove this fear, there is nothing that we can't accomplish. Hello, everybody. This is Nicole Turner, a.k.a. The Butterfly, and welcome to episode two of The Beautiful Butterfly Project. I just like to thank all of you for listening in to episode one. If you didn't get the opportunity, it is uh, available for replay. And I had a fantastic time talking with author and filmmaker, director, C. Nathaniel Brown. And he was a, a very uh, integral part of me publishing my first book, Reflections of the Butterfly. And I wanted to launch the podcast, having him as a guest. And we had a, a phenomenal conversation. And so if you missed that, please check it out on replay. What I wanted to uh, touch on today was um, two things, really. How to avoid getting stuck in the almost syndrome is what I call it. And um, number two, just overcoming fear um, and just getting started. You know, whatever you uh, want to do, uh, the hardest thing is to get started. You know, um, some of you have the dreams, aspirations, visions to maybe you want to write a book. Some of you have um, the goal of starting a podcast. I know that was one of mine. Some of you have a goal of starting up your own business. Um, there are a lot of you out there that have all these fantastic um, visions and goals and aspirations but we never get started. And one of the things that I found that um, hinders that is uh, fear. And it is fear of being rejected. It is fear of uh, people not understanding exactly what you're doing. It is the fear of not knowing what to do and how to do it. Um, to be honest, when I started this podcast, I was, uh, you know, a bit overwhelmed. There are a lot of moving parts that go along with that. I know that I spent some time doing some research and all honesty, I think I was supposed to start this podcast about uh, three years ago in 2017, um, but uh, things kept getting delayed and 
put off. And that was mainly because I had an element of fear that I needed to overcome. And so I began to do that process. And so exactly what is fear? Fear is the um, anxiety. It It is the um, uncertainty of the unknown. And um, I know that people have an acronym for fears like false evidence appearing real. Um, but in all actuality, fear has nothing to do with our reality. It is our perception of what other individuals will think of us. It is our perception of of um, how we think other people will feel. And this perception a hundred percent of the time isn't going to be right because that perception is uh, oftentimes a reflection of how we feel about ourselves. And so that is really where fear comes from. And so I began this process of, you know, just thinking and I'm thinking and thinking and eventually I was overthinking things. And so I uh, recall having a conversation with um a friend of mine a, a couple of years ago, and um, she said, look, Nicole, she says, you have, um, you know, a lot of information that, you know, people just need to hear about, a lot of information that people just need to know, and you need to share your story, you know, and the fact is, is that all of us have a story, you know, all of us have something that, um, that um, needs to be said. All of us have an experience that um, someone else needs to hear because maybe they've gone through the same thing. And so um, beginning the process of overcoming fear is not an easy thing. But one of the things that I found that really works for me is um, really about three things that I want to uh, have you think about when it comes to fear. And uh, the first thing is really um, understanding what your reflection is. And I know that sounds kind of funny, but when we understand our reflection and when we're um, um, looking at ourselves, then it's very important to see ourselves, how the people closest to us who support us really see us. You know how when you look in the mirror and you know you're you know you're grooming yourself when you're getting ready for work and you're getting ready for the different things that you have to do during the day. You make sure that your teeth are brushed, your hair is combed, you don't have any of the you know the sleep in your eyes <laughs> from the previous night. But when we're satisfied with the reflection that we see, then we are able to move on uh, with the rest of our day. But when we aren't satisfied with that reflection, we continue to tweak it. And so that's exactly what um, fear is. Fear operates is when we don't see ourselves correctly, when we don't see ourselves how we need to in order to proceed and have success in life. And um, so what is this reflection is um, supposed to look like? You know, because I know, um, you know, a few of you are saying, so, okay, I hear her talk about reflection, but what does that really mean? The reflection that we have of ourselves really comes from the inside. And when we see ourselves as confident, when we see ourselves as capable, when we see ourselves as um someone who has the ability 
to be um, excellent at something, then we're going to operate in that. And so if we don't correct our vision and how we see ourselves, then fear is always going to operate and is always going to take us over. So the first thing is to correct your reflection. The second thing is, is once that reflection is corrected, then we need to identify exactly what that vision is. What exactly do we want to do is to identify the vision. And what this really means is that, you know, we have a million ideas that go through our head on a daily basis. And I um, was uh, recently listening to a um broadcast in the, you know, and and the broadcast was talking about how the, our brain takes in a lot of information. And when our brain takes in this information, it processes it, but it doesn't become real or we don't have a feeling about it until we attach um, how we feel about that particular thought. And so when we're... Um, you know, seeing ourselves doing this particular thing, then we really must know what that is and we must identify it. So let's say you want to write a book. Well, what's going to be the topic of the book? What is the book going to be about? And you really just have to narrow that down. And if you want to start a podcast, what's going to be the topic of the podcast? What's going to be the purpose of the podcast? And really narrowing down exactly what that particular um, you know, vision is going to be really has to do with identifying what your purpose is, identifying what your purpose is, um, why you were put on earth and why you were created. And um, there will be a series of podcasts that I will do later on where I have guests that will talk about how they found their purpose and how they discovered exactly what it was. So not only do we need to um, really um, change the reflection, then we need to identify exactly what we want to do, identify our purpose. And the third thing that we need to do is to train the mind, is to really um have our mind become laser focused in on what we want to do. And training the mind really has to do with um, the process of repeating, the process of doing, the process of just making things happen. And so when we have the ability to really train the mind on this is what I want to do, this is the process that I'm going to take, this this is how I'm going to approach it. And you've mapped that out, then you will have the ability to start overcoming those fears in order to move forward with that process. And I know, you know, that doesn't sound, um, you know, really easy because it's not, it's not going to be fast. It's not going to um, happen overnight, but it is one of those things that, um, needs to be accomplished so we don't fall into the second thing that I want to talk about is living a life of almost, almost. Um, we all know that person, whether we go back to our family reunions or our class reunions and, and we talk with that person and they are still living back in the um, 
days uh, that they were in high school or in times past. And they're just stuck there and they just seem like they've never progressed to anything else. And it's like they're stuck in a time warp. It's like they're 30, 40 years old, but they're still stuck in that um, 16, 17 or 18 year old mindset or or the stories that they tell. And it's like every, every time you talk with them is they have a story of, you know what? I almost did that. You know, you know, I almost made that, you know, I almost took that job. And you just really just want to know what happened. Well, what happened was fear stopped them. They um, allow fear to dictate their path in life. And so um, one of my um, affirmations that I have been working on and, um, you know, I'm you know, I'm part of a mastermind group and we talk about, um, you know, if we can win the morning, then you can win the day and how we need to affirm ourselves throughout our, um, you know, throughout the day. And, and um, one of the affirmations that I wrote and that I live by, which is perfect for this um, uh, podcast topic is, I will work relentlessly to bring my visionary purpose to fruition. And another one that I um, wrote that helps me just keep my um, mind just really uh, focused on what I'm doing each and every day is I will focus on my desire to win and to be excellent in all that I do. I will say that again. I will focus on my desire to win and be excellent in all I do. And there have been a lot of times in my life where I've had the almost, <laughs> and I'm going to share, um, you know, a couple of those with you now. Um, there was a time where, you know, you're in high school and it's almost homecoming and, and everybody's running for homecoming court. And I went out for homecoming court attended from the ninth grade to the 12th grade, and I did not win, not one single year. Not one single year. Not one single year did any um, of my peers um, uh, vote me in the homecoming court, but I never stopped trying. I tried every single year. Now, was I successful on making it onto the homecoming court? No, but I tried every single year. Uh, there was another instance um, in high school. <laughs> Most of these stories come from high school. I don't know how many of you have had that experience where, you know, high school is just a very awkward, you know, time for me. But um, another time in high school, and I remember this so distinctly, that it was a big uh, track meet on the weekend. And, you know, I had a lot of things to do that weekend. You know, I participated in the, you know, in the um, qualifying, you know, races on Friday, but I had to be in another city on that Saturday to play in a um, band competition or was it like an all-state band? And then I was... Um, picked up and taken back down to the track meet on Sunday to run the final round. And so I believe this was the 800 meter relay where you pass the baton, you run 800 meters and you pass the baton 
to the next person. And um, I remember this was on an indoor track and I was the last leg. I was the last leg. And so my teammate was running in, running in, and they passed me the baton and I took off. And I was running, 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 running. I was pacing myself. So I fell into my pace and, um, you know, running. And I believe there were uh, four other teams. And so it got to the second lap with um, maybe a couple hundred meters to go. And it was me and another girl. We were neck and neck. We're running. I'd run past her. She'd catch up and she'd edge me and vice versa. I think we changed positions maybe three times. So the last hundred meters were rounding the corner and we're neck and neck. And I did one fatal thing. I looked up to my left and I saw in the corner of my eye all my fellow teammates and other track mates. They were standing up and they were yelling. They were jumping up and down. And 30 meters before the finish line, I fell flat on my face. (laughs) Fell flat on my face and I didn't finish the race. I didn't finish the race. I did not cross the finish line. And, you know, um, you know, the medical team, the medical staff that came running out there. I think I was dating um, a guy at the time on the track team. He came running out there to see, was I okay? And the truth be told, besides some splinters, because it was an indoor track and it was plywood, some splinters in my knees and in my arms, I think when I hit, um, the plywood and I fell down, all the breath went out of me. All the air went out of me. And it was because what? I almost made it to the finish line. So why did I tell you those stories? I know it's like a little bit of a downer and and I don't mean to be a downer. But one of the things that I wanted to share with you is that the reason why we get uh, used to living a life of almost accomplishing something, getting ready to, getting started, fixing to, if you're from where I'm from in South Alabama, is that we get comfortable with living a life of almost because things have happened to us in the past that we just can't seem to get um you know, uh, you know, past, we can't move forward because we're stuck because of the fear of failure. We didn't make it the first time. Oh, I tried that. It didn't work out for me. So I'm, so I'm just going to stop trying. And if I would have let those two moments define me in high school, I wouldn't be sitting here on, on this podcast sharing with you. And so, um, how do we, you know, get past those things and not, you know, live a life of almost, um, how to avoid living a life of almost. And I'm going to get to those things in just a minute. But to um, give us a little bit of encouragement, I want to share with you, um, you know, a few people that we may have heard of, that you may have heard of, and some some people that you may not have heard of that had temporary setbacks, that had um, quote-unquote failures in their life. And um, these individuals rebounded to make an extraordinary success out of themselves. 
Arianna Huffington, you know, the Huffington Post, she was re- rejected by 36 publishers. And she is one of the most recognized um, names in online publications. And she was rejected by 36 publishers before she went on to build her Huffington Post empire. Bill Gates. He uh, saw the very first company that he ever started um, crumble. Um, if you ever heard of Traff Odata, um, you know, it was a company that was, uh, you know, you know, early on in, you know, in the tech world and in the internet that um, they used um, data and they would analyze traffic tapes. And so, um, you know, he had a business partner and the product, you know, it didn't work and it was, um, you know, and it was very disappointing. But look at Bill Gates now. Um, exactly, um, you know, where would we be with without the technology that he has pioneered? George Steinbrenner, um, you know, he, uh, you know, acquired ownership in the New York Yankees um, back in the 1960s. And under his direction, um, Two years later, by 1962, the franchise was bankrupt. Um, you know, big setback. Um, could you imagine being um, responsible for the livelihood of all those individuals and the business goes bankrupt? And so he didn't let that stop him. So, you know, between 1996 and 2003, he was uh, one of the most profitable teams in um, Major League Baseball. And that was the New York Yankees. And so he did not quit. Steve Jobs, you know, Steve Jobs, he was booted from his own company. You know, Apple became a massive empire, um, but he was booted from, you know, the um, company. um, And he went on and he founded one called Next, which was eventually acquired by Apple. But Steve Jobs was booted from the company that he initially founded. You know, Oprah Winfrey, you know, we all know um, Oprah, you know, a media mogul, but she was fired from her uh, first broadcasting job because uh, producers said that she was becoming too emotionally connected to her stories. Isn't that ironic? Becoming too emotionally connected to her stories. And we often think of her as the queen of daytime television. She is a publisher. She is an author. She is this media mogul. She is an actor, done all these amazing things. And um, she was told she was too emotionally connected with her stories, but yet she went on to start her own um, television station called OWN, Oprah Winfrey Networked, where the stories that she tells on that network are really emotionally compelling, very, very deep stories. Um, And so those are stories of individuals, of entrepreneurs who almost didn't make it. If they would have let the fear of failure and setback stop them, then we wouldn't have had the benefit of enjoying the products and their services and the stories that are um, being told to help encourage us. So 
how do we avoid living a life of almost? I mean, how how do we avoid being that? Well, first of all, we need to have the ability to um, move past all of the fear and the doubt and the discouragement by other individuals by focusing in on what we want to accomplish. Just identifying what we want to accomplish. Just identify it, write it down. If you have a journal, write it in the journal. If you have a few slips of pieces of paper that you keep in different places, write it down. If you want to record it, um, do that. But we need to identify exactly what we want to do. This is what we call the vision, you know, the vision of what we see ourselves doing. So that's the first thing that you need to do. You need to identify exactly what you want to do. The second thing is you need to um, develop a plan. Develop a plan on how we're going to accomplish it, on how you're going to accomplish that. You know, do the research. It's like when I was starting, you know, the podcast, I would research just basic Google search on how to start a podcast. And one thing would lead me to another article. That article would lead me to something else. I'd downloaded a podcast app and listened to other individuals' podcasts and say, okay, I like their podcast. Maybe that's something how I want to formulate mine. And that's exactly what I would do. So plan it out. Um, you know, um, with without a plan, you know, if we don't write it down, you know, the vision doesn't come to fruition. You know, the vision will perish. We need to make it plain. We need to make it known exactly what our intentions are and to write it down. And the third thing that we need to do is act. We need to act on it. What's the first thing that you wrote down in that plan? Do it. If it's to look up podcast sites, do that. If it's to look up uh, different publishers, do that. If it's to look at um, you know different ways that we could um, eat healthy in order to lose the 10 pounds that we've been talking about losing, then do that. That is action because without any effort behind what we write down or what we identify as what we're wanting to do, it will never come to fruition and it will just fall into that other category of what we've been talking about of almost. And we're going to let fear stop us. And so those are the things that I wanted to share with you today. Those are the stories that I um, want to tell here on the Beautiful Butterfly uh, Project. And as an extra um, treat, the next guests that we will have um, on this podcast in this particular series of that I'm um, coining how to avoid living a life of almost. We'll talk about their failures and how they persevered to um, their own version of success because we need to know what others define as success is not necessarily what we would view as success. And so those are the stories. Those are the things that I, I want to talk about here on this podcast.
And so if there's nothing else that you heard me say today on this podcast or um, nothing else that you take away is that to overcome our fears, to overcome our fears, we need to focus in on what exactly our vision is. And we do that by identifying exactly what it is that we want to do. And this will ultimately help us to not live the life of almost. I hope you found um, some benefit in what I um, shared with you today. And um, hopefully our guests will shed some additional light on that. And I just want to just say that uh, nothing ever worth having in this life is ever achieved without hard work and sacrifice. So we just have to shift up our thinking. But most of all, we got to go get it. We got to go get it. And I'll um, see you next time here on the Beautiful Butterfly Project. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you found it to be insightful, but most of all, inspiring. If you are interested in being a guest or learning more, please visit our Facebook page at the Beautiful Butterfly Project Podcast or email thebeautifulbutterflyproject at innovativebutterfly.com. See you again soon as we take this amazing journey together on the Beautiful Butterfly Project.